everybody's got their little niche and it's an individual sport. But the problem is it's our biggest weakness. It's not on the ballot. It's not on the chopping block yet, but it's, this is the first step to doing it. And that's what we're trying to do right here is get, get that knocked out. They want to stop the hunting of lions, bears, and bobcats. And they don't realize the damage that they will do. Last year, we were instrumental in getting rid of the bear ban. We got 20,000 signatures in two and a half days. I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Republican, Libertarian, Martian. Doesn't matter to me. If you care about wildlife and you want to see things continue the way they're continuing, this is something you need to do. This is John Stallone with Days in the Wild, and you're listening to The Wild Initiative. Put down your latte and pull on your boots. Our culture needs people that are leaders and not people that are waiting for somebody else to show them how to do it. Those fields of tofu, that was formerly habitat for wildlife. You're killing off wildlife by being a vegetarian just as much as a hunter when he kills a deer. I'm like, well, you see that bush right there? (laughs) There's your bathroom. (laughs) My dad wears a Levi jacket. He sits in front of a sagebrush and he tells me the best camo is hold still. Not that Donnie Vincent is, but be relentless in everything you do. Don't crap out. Go back to the truck with excuses or whatever. Okay, assume I get a deer. How do I cut it up to fit into a Honda Civic? Just get outside. Just get outside and go. Because once you do, it's all gravy from there. Hey, this is Zach Griffith. This is Hannah Barron. This is Jason Phelps of Phelps Game Calls. Hey, guys, this is Cody Rich from the Rich Outdoors podcast. What's up, guys? This is Chad Mendez. You're listening to The Wild Initiative. Hey, y'all, welcome to another episode of The Wild Initiative, brought to you as part of the Waypoint Podcast Network. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products, and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. All right, y'all. So hopping right into today's episode, uh, this next guest, I think this officially makes him hand over fist the uh, most repeat repeat guest I've had on the podcast. Um, I'd have to look back and see how many times I've had you on. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, he's back. Uh, We've got some important stuff to discuss. But uh, John, thank you so much for hopping on. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Um, it's, you know, some important stuff we're going to be talking about today. Normally we're on here shooting the shit about, oh, not really. Actually, we did, we did a really good podcast. I've actually referenced that podcast several times, uh, on the, when we were talking about the hunter up initiative and a lot of this kind of goes hand in hand with that. So, um, that, that might be one you want to link to this, to this episode. Yeah, I'll definitely link back, uh, link back to all the podcasts we were part of, but that hunter up one was definitely also super important information, but I think, I think this makes four, four times you've been on the podcast, maybe five. I'd have to, at least, yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to look, I'm curious now, but, 
I know yeah. I was like one of your first guests, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. It's it's weird, man. It just kind of feels like I've always been doing this. But uh, thinking back to those days, it was a trip. Yeah. No, tell me about it. Well, I've been doing it forever. Jeez, my dogs are barking. Somebody's at my door. Sorry about that. Oh, good. Um, so uh, let's just dig right into the meat of this. I mean, yeah. I don't want to, you know, we can shoot the shit all day long, but let's get right into the meat of this. Um, humane society is uh, there's basically setting up a coordinated attack uh, during this open comment period uh, on the hunting regulations in Arizona. And, um, you know, first and foremost that, you know, I, I want to call this out because I don't want people that say, Oh, I'm never going to hunt Arizona to just shut this off immediately. Like, right. I want to, before we even get into it, I just want to call this out. Every battle we lose frees up resources for groups like the humane society and PETA and all these other people frees up resources for them to then attack something that may be relevant to you. I mean, it's the oldest, oldest saying in the book, the, you know, you know, I wasn't a, I wasn't a lion hunter. So when they came for the lion hunters, (laughs) I referenced about that today, actually, I talked to somebody else and I referenced that it's, but you know, here, here's the other thing too. It, it, it also sets precedents. Mm hmm. Okay, so they can say, oh, look, look what we did in Arizona or look what we did in California. We, we got rid of mountain lion hunting and the deer herds better for it. But like, no, it's not. But they can't do that because their science doesn't back it up. But they'll say that and mm-hmm. they'll use that. Um, the other thing is once they've gotten the foot in the door, it opens up the can, it opens up a can of worms for other things, basically. So we it's so important and this is what we talked about on that hunter initiative hunter up initiative is we have to be united we have to i know it's such a tough thing because yeah the elk hunters the deer hunters you know the predator hunters the duck hunters the wink shooters the sheep guys everybody's got their little niche and it's an individual sport but the problem is it's our biggest weakness and the other side knows that is that we're so divided, so to speak, in between us because we don't really we don't really lock arms about anything, right? Because we all have our own little niche, and if it, you know a guy in South Carolina who hunts whitetail and hogs doesn't give a shit about a guy in you know in New Mexico or Montana who hunts elk, right? Like it doesn't it, that doesn't affect me. Why why should I care? But it does affect you because. Like we were saying, it sets precedence. Once they win in one state, they go to another state. And and what happens is as soon as they start opening up the door and and like, well, let me back up a little bit. Something about, I don't know how to put it. There's no, there's no I'm just going to rip the bandaid off. Hunting exists because of greed. Okay. It does. Because it's a large money-making machine and the government doesn't want to see it go away because of that. But if there's enough squeaky wheels, they're going to start appeasing the squeaky wheels, right? And if those squeaky wheels figure out a way to replace the income somehow, some way, I don't know how they would even do it, but then we won't exist. So we need to be relevant all the time. We need to stick to our guns. We need to hold on to anything and everything possible 
that we possibly can. And, and to do that, we have to be united when it comes to stuff like this. You don't have to be into bear hunting. You don't have to be into predator hunting. You don't even have to be into elk. I don't, it doesn't matter. You just need to be a hunter and understand that there's another guy out there that loves hunting. It's just a different hunting just as much as you do. And he's your friend, you know? And I know it's such a tough thing because we have such competition. You go out in the field, you run into other hunters. You're like, fuck, there's other guys here. Damn it. You know, it's so, it's such a competitive thing and it's going to become more competitive because it's going to get harder and harder and harder to do. So you're going to be competing for a smaller chunk of the pie. And that's why we can't lose anymore. And that's why it's important that we keep on doing what we're doing and or excuse me, not keep on doing what we're doing. We need to keep on supporting each other when stuff like this comes up. So that being said, whether you hunt in Arizona, you don't hunt in Arizona, or you plan to hunt in Arizona, this is important to you. Which I do want to say one thing, let's face it. If you're not planning on hunting in Arizona, you're, you're, I don't think you're that smart regardless. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, come on. It's awesome. <laughs> it is. Arizona is an awesome place for sure. Um, honestly, I haven't been to, I haven't been to another state that I didn't think was awesome. So there's, there's opportunity and wonderment and adventure in every, every state, even the flats, flat states, man. Like, it doesn't even have to be a Western hunt. I've been all over the Eastern seaboard, all over the South, uh, been a lot of places in the Midwest. And I mean, it's just, it's just all different and it's an adventure and it's something to enjoy and cherish. And that's what I'm fighting for. So, you know, hopping right into this now, um, right now we're in the open comment period for, uh, the Arizona hunting regulations, effectively, right. what they do every year. And uh, why don't you explain kind of what that is, what's going on with that? Sure. So every five years, the by law, the Arizona Game and Fish are going to evaluate the current regulations and rules. And they have an open comment period from January 1st to the 31st. So we're a little bit behind the ball here. So we've got to get on it and and show force very quickly. Um, what's going on is these anti-hunting groups are making comments underneath the radar. And no, cause we don't know, we don't know that something's going on. They don't, we don't know that they're sending emails and they're sending emails. So on January 31st, when the commission goes and opens up the emails and they see 2000, 3000 emails from anti-hunters saying, we want you to ban you know, uh, sport hunting of lions, bears, and bobcats, then they have to, because there's no comments from us saying we want this and that we believe in this type of management tool, uh, so on and so forth. They have to now begin the process of possibly removing those because public, the public wants it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's not on the ballot. It's not on the chopping block yet, but it's, this is the first step to doing it. And that's the, that's what we're trying to do. That's what we're trying to do right here is get, get that knocked out. And, um, I, I can see you want to say something, but real quick, I have, I'm on the board and I've been part of a, a, a new organization. And I told you about this a little, a little while back, powerful wildlife. 
Alpha Wildlife is spearheading this. This is what it was designed to do. Um, it is an organization that specifically deals with management, wildlife management, and hunting and fishing uh, as it is as it relates to hunting and fishing. Okay, so what does that mean? So anytime there's a ban of of hunting that doesn't meet a scientific goal, like you can you can understand if an animal's getting extinct or whatever, you know, fine, that makes sense. But if it's going to hurt hunting and it's going to hurt wildlife, then we're going to go after it. And how the the premise behind how is you you become a member, there's no no fee to become a member, there's no membership fee. You're not going to get monthly newsletters or you know, constant emails. We're not going to ask you for for money and so on and so forth. Yes, it does run on donation. If you and if you make great, make a donation, great. If not, it's fine. The only time you will get an email from Howl is when something like this comes up, and we need you to stand up with us. Um, so, and the reason why it's called Howl is because we want to come together as a pack and give one loud voice, and you know nip it in the bud basically and uh <laughs> and basically get it before it gets to the courts before it goes to the ballot box um and if it gets to the ballot box and you know we have other things other tools and so on and so forth but the main goal is to eliminate eliminate the threat before it even gets that far and that's uh just because it uh doesn't necessarily pop up when you just Google search for it. It is howlforwildlife.org. Correct. Uh, to make sure to check that out. Cause there's another older website. That's a, uh, uh, well, it's not exactly what we're looking to uh, promote. Right. <laughs> <laughs> also has co-opted the name, but uh, yeah, that's howlforwildlife.org. Um, so, you know, kind of what I, what I was going to say is this comment period it, the big problem we have is, you know, we see the, you know, the regulations year after year, we're pretty happy, you know, maybe you want something small to change, whatever it is, but generally, you know, you're not, you're not going in and commenting on the things you want to keep there. You right. like, you would have, exactly. there's no, there's no indication of why, why would I go comment? Cause you're happy with status quo. Exactly. Like I'm not going to, you know, Montana opens up our comments. I'm not going to sit there and be like, yes, I would like to keep elk hunting. I would like to keep mule deer hunting. I would like to keep pronghorn hunting. I would like yes. to keep upland game hunting. I would like to keep like, it's <laughs> exactly. like, really? It's going to be a long freaking email. Right. Exactly. Um, and, and you can't do that. You know, they're going to get annoyed eventually. And you know, <laughs> but that's why. So I'm, I'm going to put mm-hmm. this out there. We are looking for liaisons in each state. Somebody that could keep their finger on the pulse of what is going on. Uh, we have somebody in California. We're talking to people in Arizona now and uh, we're talking to somebody in New Mexico. Um, so we definitely need all the other Western states, especially. Um, but I would like to do this for the whole country. And that liaison would be like, hey, guess what? They're coming after us for this in this state. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this up we're not dealing with so like we just dealt with trail camera ban and stuff here in Arizona and Utah trail camera ban. We're we're Hal's not going to get involved in stuff like that. That is not our focus because it doesn't really 
deal directly with wildlife management and that's our that is our goal you know to deal directly with the wildlife management science-based wildlife management stuff that is not a people problem or an emotional issue so after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers if we've learned anything it's that there's always a catch so when i heard that mint mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. You know what I mean? And that's having that is, is so necessary because like we said, you're not going to go in and comment on everything you want to keep. It's just, it's impractical. And, you know, when you have, have groups like the Humane Society, the, um, which is the the most ludicrous name I've ever heard, but that's it. And they don't do a goddamn thing for animals, man. Not a right. single one. With all all the money that they spend is on excuse me, I keep getting the hiccups. All the money they spend is on litigation and is spent trying to break out our bulls. Seriously. That's what they do. They're they make billions of dollars a year. And it, all the money goes to hurting you and me. That's their only goal in life. They do zero, zero. You want to, if they took that money and they put it into habitat and they put it into building water holes and, you know, transplanting uh, animals and doing, dude, do you know how awesome that would be? This, that we'd have the Mecca. The country would be full of animals everywhere. Mm-hmm. But no, they chose their route is, to break our bulls, excuse my friends, but that's what they do, hey. <laughs> you know. Um, you know, and and the, the crazy part about it is that they don't they're they're cutting off their nose to spite their face. They mm-hmm. want to stop the hunting of lions, bears, and bobcats in this thing, and they don't realize the damage that they will do by doing that. So last year in Arizona, we took 320 lions. 320 lions equates to about 16,000 big game animals saved. Okay. We have, there was a study done here uh, in the early 2000s that said our carrying capacity, a healthy herd of lions should be somewhere between 1,100 to 1,800 lions. We are at 2,500 lions a year. Okay, so we're well above the carrying capacity. So even if we took more than 320 plus, let me back up a second here. The Arizona fishing game has a threshold. We can only take, and the the number's a little wishy-washy, but I think it's 354. We can only take 354 lions. So even if we took the max that we could take, we're not even putting a dent in the lion population. Not even a dent. 
Okay. 2,500 lions takes about 130,000 undulates a year. That's elk, deer, javelina. That's a lot of dead animals, right? And if you leave that and you let that go unchecked, you know, the, the, their mantra is, oh, well, before man interrupted, you know, and everything was hunky dory in life. But the problem is, there is 8 billion people in the world now. Okay. That might have been true when there was half a billion people in the world or a billion people in the world. Hell, when I was a kid, there was only 4 billion people in the world, 45, four and a half billion. Now there's eight. It's almost doubled in 40 freaking five years. Almost doubled. <laughs> and we have our hands in everything. We consume everything. So we got to be conscientious about conservation. That's why the word is conservation. We have to you know, give and take with everything. And everything needs to be managed just so, so that it continues to go. If you let the, the predators go unchecked, right? Let's say you let both go unchecked, okay? In, in, in their perfect world, if you let both of them go unchecked, predators and prey, the predators would knock the prey down so far until there wasn't enough for them to feed on. And then they would die off and they would just keep going. They start the cycle going back and forth, back and forth until eventually five, six decades from now, it might level out, but that's only in those areas where we're like, we're talking about wilderness areas where man doesn't have an impact. Think about it. Where, where is there not roads? Like, where is there not some, it's very, you know, and it's only out here in the West, right? You go back East, you go to the Midwest. There is none, zero, absolutely zero places that are not touched by man in some way, shape or form, you know, small national forests quote with my air quotes right there. You know, you have ever been to a national forest in like, I don't know, Kentucky or something. It's like five square miles. I mean, I'm being, I'm being a little, I'm, and I'm not trying to beg on Kentucky. I'm just pulling shit out of my ass. <laughs> right now, to be honest with you, but they're not, it's not what you know, what a, what a national forest is out here. Right. That's my point. It's not a big, vast, expansive area where you can say, okay. So if you want to be in a place that you want to live in a world where animals only exist in these small pockets, where they're untouched by man, then go go that direction, right? Don't stick with the North American wildlife um, conservation model. Because guess what? The whole world wishes they did what we did. The whole world. I listen to p- podcasts in Canada. I listen. They always constantly, constantly refer to the United States and how we do things because they wish they do it like that over there. They don't. They're always behind the eight ball with money. Always behind the eight ball with money. Their wildlife conservation efforts are always lacking in funds because they don't do what we do. The rest of the world, animals are privatized. Mostly. There isn't public domain. So if that's what you want, that's the route you want to go, like, okay, like get on board with Uses right or not get on board with uses 
as a hunter, I know you're not going to get on board with Houston. I know none of your listeners are going to are going to do that, but they're going to sit on their hocks and not do anything for Arizona right now, which is the same goddamn thing, in my opinion. So, I I challenge your listeners to stand up and start their own new initiative right now and say, I'm going to lock arms with my fellow hunters, whether I'm a predator hunter or not, whether I'm a duck hunter, whatever the case may be. I'm going to join Howl for Wildlife. And every time there's a, you know, one of these bands that come up, I'm going to put my name in the hat. And that's all they're asking of you. It's like, it takes 35 seconds of your time to say, Hey, I'm John Smith and I approve this message. That's all you're doing, right? <laughs> it's, you know, it's wild to me because, you know, we're sitting here talking about this and, you know, you think about how much these companies make, uh, you, you know, whether it's Husis or, you know, PETA or, you know, I mean, these countless other, you know, uh, animal welfare organizations. Right. Um, and the funny thing is, if, if they actually took all of that money and put it, as you were saying, you know, put it into wildlife, mm-hmm. they'd actually probably have a better chance at getting rid of hunting <laughs> by doing that. Absolutely. But not going to do that. Well, yeah. I mean, it'd be really hard for, uh, make the money they're making. Oh yeah. It's a 501 three C, but they're making money. I guarantee freaking to you because guess what? People need to get paid salaries and go look and see what the salaries are. The other people on the board. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's, uh, you know, I, from this, this, I don't know how accurate this website is, but it's saying, uh, their CEO is, uh, 250,000, um, over 250,000 quarter of a million dollars a year. Yeah. Um, And that's just a salary. Think about all the, Oh yeah. The the table kickbacks and all the bullshit. I guarantee you that person doesn't live in a, in a little shitty house that is a guarantee he oh, probably yeah. shows up to work in his tesla every day and uh you know i it's a very dirty business it's a very dirty business and if you really knew and i don't really want to get into this but because i don't i know enough to be dangerous but i don't know all the nuances of it so i don't want to speak out of context but i know that there's laws written uh one of them happens to be it's like our homestead law that they use and the best part about it is that law allows them to use the government's money to fight us so even though they're getting all these billions of dollars and millions and billions of dollars from donations and, you know, throwing commercials with the cute kittens and blah, blah, blah on the TV screen and doing all this stuff and getting big, big name uh, entertainers involved and all this stuff, all that money that they're getting, they're not even having to use all of it for what it's meant to be used for. Where is it going? Because they're using our money, taxpayers' money. They're using the guy that they're fighting. They're using that person's money, okay, to fight us. And I don't really, I don't remember how the law works. And I, I would love, I wish I was prepared to, because I wasn't prepared to talk about this. We kind of went down that tangent here. <laughs> but it, I wish I had that information in front of me. Um, because it's, it's frightening. 
it's pretty shitty. And, you know, if we weren't, like I said earlier, if we weren't such a large industry that uh, produced money in so many different niches, like, you know, travel, lodging, ATV sales, truck sales, and that that's like all these like parallel things that make money off of hunting. And then there's the actual hunting industry itself, like, you know, manufacturing of hunting gear and, and, uh, and guiding and, you know, all that good stuff. I mean, it's an infinite number of, of tendrils that kind of go out and tie into different things. Right. Think Uh, about all the things you do in a year and, and the expenditures that you make and how many of them tie back to hunting somehow. Oh yeah. Like you go buy a jacket and you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to buy the green one just in case I'm going to use it next time I go into the mountain. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, I know. Cause I spent a fucking ridiculous time <laughs> <drinking> <laughs> hunting here. And if my wife only knew exactly how much it was, I'd be in trouble. Um, so, so I just, I uh, kind of hop back to this really quick. I just found a stat here that says, Almost 5% of the employees of the Humane Society, 5% of their employees make over 100000 Yeah. It's insane. That is insane. Yeah. No, I know. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But it is what it is. And um, until we can make them obsolete, and I don't, I don't even know how that, that's even possible, but until that happens, we got to keep fighting and we got to fight smart. We got to, we got to play. I'm not saying we got to play dirty like them, but we got to play with the same set of rules in a way um, and not continue on. So the current model is very slow moving. All these other hunting organizations out there, they're excellent. You know, Rocky mountain elk foundation, mule deer foundation, uh, Ducks Unlimited, et cetera. They do great work, but they're best suited and their main focus originally was and is really habitat acquisi- uh, acquisition, development, and propagating the whatever species it is that they're, you know, they're part of. And so when things come up, it's a very slow moving thing. So even the, even the people who are geared to fight the other side, like Sportsman's Alliance and Boone and Crockett Club, stuff like SEI, DSC, those, are, yeah. we, those are all very, very necessary organizations, but they're very slow moving and they're very, their MO is let's wait till it goes to the courts and then we'll fight it there. You know, I don't, I'm a part of all those organizations and I will continue to support them. We need them uh, because they lobby. They do very important work. But my plan is not necessarily my plan, but Howell's plan is to get a lot of this stuff taken care of before it even gets that far. Use the voice of the hunter Show them that we are strong when we are when we are together. When we lock arms, our voice is loud. Our voice is strong, and 
knock this shit out of the park. And then that rare occasion that it, it goes to the next level, that's when the big lawyers could come in. What's, and what we're going to do is we're going to free up a lot of that money and we're going to have a lot more money to fight things when it gets to that level. And, you know, hopefully those other organizations will, will kick ass. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. So what, uh, how can people comment? How can people send in their concerns and, and okay. So the, the best way to do it right now is to go to howlforwildlife.org, sign up as a member, then click on the take action and I will give you this link so you can put it in your show notes. But click on the take action and you're going to see the Arizona Lion and Bear and Bobcat Band. Click on that and then you put your name and your email there. Click it again and boom. What that's going to do is going to sign you up for Health and Wildlife so that anytime in any state that one of these things comes up, you will be notified about it. And two by doing the actual action of putting your name and your email on the ban itself, that is going to put you in for the petition that says, I approve this message, but it's also going to send an automatic email from you to the game and fish that says, uh, and there's different variations of there thereof. It's going to, but basically it's going to say, I support science-based wildlife management and I do not agree agree with the ban for mountain lion, bear, and uh, bobcat hunting. Very short and sweet. It does what it needs to. Or if you don't want to do that, you can go and there is a email. Um, there's actually two emails, but the best email is azhuntguidelines at azgfd.gov azhuntguidelines at azgfd.gov that will that if you want to send your own email direct to Arizona Fish and Game Department that would be the way to do it and either way it's going to take care of the situation Um, the one good thing about going through the two good things for going through wildlife is you will be um like I said, signed up to get notified the next time there is another ban in a different state, possibly your state, possibly what you like to hunt. Um, and you're also signing the petition. And the petition, we are going to hand them the names. So just a little quick background. Like last year, we 
were instrumental in getting rid of the bear ban in California. We got 20,000 signatures in two and a half days. And it was literally on the ballot. It was on the ballot. We handed them that and they were like, screw it. Just take it off the ballot. This is stupid. This is not what the public wants. You know, who cares about the 2000 emails we got from Houston? You know, 20, 25,000 people don't want this. Yeah. This is what our constituency wants. And that's what we need. This is not, this is not a political thing. It's apolitical or bipartisan. However you want to put it. We, we just care about wildlife. I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're Republican, Libertarian, you know, Martian doesn't matter to me. Just <laughs> if you care about wildlife and you want to see things continue the way they're continuing, you're a hunter and you want to keep on hunting for the rest of your life and your kids to hunt and your grandkids to hunt. This is something you need to do. I'm telling you it's important. So, all right. Well, folks, make sure you are checking out howlforwildlife.org check out that take action page. It's right up there on the top of the website. Uh, get that petition signed, get that email sent. Um, if you're not going to, if you're not going to sign up for how for wildlife, make sure you send out that email to AZ hunt guidelines at azgfd.gov. Uh, again, I'll have all of this linked to on the show notes page. It's going to be the wild initiative.com slash two, two, five, this is important stuff guys. Like, you know, it's easy. I, I, I get caught up in it too. Sometimes, you know, life gets distracting and you think like, uh, you know, whatever, there's going to be plenty of other people to do this. Right. Exactly. It's, it's easy to get in that mindset. Like I've been there, I get it, but well, I'm going to tell you this, this is critical. No excuses. I own three businesses. I have three children, a wife, one of my businesses, I'm a guide. I do the podcast. I write for that magazine. I, I don't know very many more guys that are busier than me is what I'm trying to get at. You got to find time because if it's something you love, then it's going to go away or at least a portion of it will go away at some point in your lifetime, definitely in your children's lifetime. So make it a priority. You know, you got to, my, my dad always told me you got to make time because, you know, it's not, it's not going to get any better. Right. And right now this is an important thing to get done before the 31st. So it really, honestly, it takes about 45 seconds. So it's not really that much time. We're not asking a whole lot of you. Seriously. Don't tell me you're passionate about hunting. Don't tell me you love hunting. If you can't find, you know, uh, 30, 60 seconds yeah. out of your day to do this. Right. If you're listening to this podcast, shut it, shut it the hell off right now before we even get to the fucking end. Don't listen to my outro. <laughs> I don't care. Like go do it right now. Like, yeah. you know, do I, do I just need to like add 60 seconds of silence in here or something? There you go. <laughs> like, okay. Moment of silence. Everybody do it now. Okay. But seriously, like, I mean, 
you know, I'm, I've got it up right here. This is, this window is going to be staying open, you know, until, I, until I get this email sent and everything. Um, but you know, is there, is there anything else, uh, you want folks to know, make sure they check out, just be good to each other, man. Like I know it's, it's difficult. I, I fall prey to it myself a lot. Like I said, it sucks when you show up to your hunting spot and there's some other, some other dude there. Um, yeah, we're all, oh, we're all doing oh, trust this. me. I've been in the, tr- I've been in the truck with you. <laughs> yeah, you know, it. You know, I get heated. We, we've both, we've both been there, but, uh, it's just, you know, that shit aside, we, when it comes to the important stuff like this, we need to stick together. That's all I just keep, I can't hit that at home enough. So, but I thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening to me rant. And thank you, Sam, for having me on. I appreciate it. The more people we can reach, you know, share this, um, share this episode, um, or at the very least share the link to your friends, uh, your hunting buddies and say, Hey, listen, this is important. You need to do this. So. Awesome. Well, yes, I will make sure to also push this all the hell over all the outlets that I can, uh, get that information up. So, uh, hopefully we'll see, hopefully we'll see a large surge, uh, once you open this up. So, yeah, I hope so. All right, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, y'all, that'll do it for this episode of The Wild Initiative. Make sure to check out the show notes page at thewildinitiative.com slash 225. Get links to everything we talked about in today's episode. I really want to encourage y'all, take the time. If you love hunting, if you even like hunting, take the time, go to howlforwildlife.org, sign up, take action, get that uh, petition signed, get that email sent. Uh, if you don't want to sign up for how for wildlife, you can send an email directly to AZ hunt guidelines at azgfd.gov. Again, also that will be linked to on the show notes page. You know, this stuff is critical. I can't say it enough. Every battle we lose in any state from Maine to California is Every battle we lose is precedent set and funds freed up for them to come attack something that may be more personal to you. Um, so make sure you take the time, go sign up, send that email, but y'all that'll do it for this week. Looking forward to next time. But until then, I hope this episode inspired you to get involved, get outdoors and plan your initiative for the wild. Thank you for listening to The Wild Initiative. Please take a moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher and head on over to thewildinitiative.com to get show notes, check out the blog, gear discounts, other podcasts from the Wild Initiative family, and more. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned... No matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.